it's a new day in the workroom, and it's the only show in town for your sissy that pied um, eardrum experience these days. For for the briefest moment, absolutely, we've been cast off the main feed, but our remaining hidden under this hedge school of a private feed. (laughs) Exactly. If you want to learn how to teach the children, you must come into the hedge school of Sissy That Pods, (laughs) etc, etc, etc. You can continue this analogy ad hoc. Um, Yeah, today, well, first of all, thank you to all of you who got to come along to our live show. Much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone who, who came along in person and who came along to the live stream, it was such a thrill to, mm-hmm. to be, and I've heard nothing but excellent reports uh, of, <laughs> of our hosting abilities and indeed Erin McGathy, who we should say another massive thank you to. She was such a huge part of it. She was so funny. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess because the people who didn't like it must not have hung around and until the end. So it was like a nice way of filtering out all the negative critiques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, today, because it was a live show, we had a lot on. We're kind of cutting the workroom down slightly today. So we're just going to be covering Dracula episode six and seven, I believe they are. The Hairy Monsters and the Exor Sisters are the ones that the episode that aired just yesterday as you listen to this and the day comes out. Um and then next week we're gonna do double Canada and double Italia. Um and we'll catch you up on those franchises then. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to it. We'll be bump bumper editions. Yes, exactly. Because mm-hmm. I mean we've got more time now in the in the bonus feed to Exactly. You know, exactly. To flex. <laughs> so let's start off with Harry Monsters and the opening sequence in the barber shop. I'm pretty convinced that that was Drax and Swan in prosthetics. Weren't the Boulet brothers the the people who were doing the haircutting? No, no, I think they were the actual people in in, in Monsters because it was like the pick crewy guy, I can't remember his name who was doing the haircutting and other people. And there was these two monsters there, and I'm pretty sure they were the Brulee Brothers. Huh. Well, that's pretty exciting. I did not realise that. I remembered the... So, obviously, this is this is sort of like a, a weird riff on, on Sweeney Todd. Um, and, yeah. like, it was, like, upping the eeriness a little bit with the whole thing. I, I didn't get necessarily this entire challenge overall. Mm-hmm. And I didn't and I also was like the the hairy monsters, but then like one of the monsters was like a big weird fish looking thing. So it's like, what were you doing there, mister? Um, mm. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know whether like I have like a, like a romanticized sort of half memory of a version of the, the sort of like intros, outros that never actually happened. But I just remember the season three kind of intro outro ones like I actually remember being prop and actually the, the one today was a bit horrifying as well but like the extra sisters yeah and I you know I was I was I, yeah I don't know I was a bit kind of like oh this is a bit campy it's a bit fun but you know yeah I don't get this challenge <laughs> yeah I mean the hairy monsters I mean the opening sequences I'm, I think have, have been good they've tied into what the challenge is this challenge I kind of felt was like they could have done any week really it was just kind of a bit of a filler um but actually, I just want to jump into the main thing I wanted to talk about in this episode, which is the thing that earlier on the week when I was like, have you, have you seen Dragon yet? And you were like, no, I'm I'm assuming it's a spicy episode because people keep asking me about it. At what point did you realize, realize that Jade's, you know, lost significant person was a cat? Very late into the whole drama. Uh, me too. And I was like, have now, I missed this? I did. I she not knew say? it wasn't a human. I knew it wasn't a human. Like I don't know. I was. I was sort of like, 
I can tell that this isn't like a significant, in, a very, very significant individual. To, like, I don't know. I was very confused with what was going on. And I think it was almost like as if like maybe there would be a little bit of you carrying a certain amount of like embarrassment that you were getting so like overwhelmingly distraught over the loss of your cat. Look, I'm not a I'm not a pet person and I had a real am I the asshole moment when I was like Am I the only one who's like who's like not like I'm emotionally invested in this cauldron scene? But then I thought back and I was like this it was the whole thing was opened with my best friend was found unresponsive and I was like, How can I not hear that? <laughs> And not yeah. picture a person <laughs> and then just relative because then i find myself in the whole episode being like god how is jade here like one of her best friends has just died and i knew there was a moment where she said i had to be put down and i was like oh lofty words there that sounds like it's an animal but maybe it's just a weird terminology in the u.s and i was like how is she pulling through this that must be really really difficult i'd want to go home and even the Boulay brothers were like, you know, she's essentially lost a family member. And I was like, yeah, you know, best friends get like family members. And then for it to be revealed that it's a cat, I was like, oh. <laughs> and like, and I just think it's the way it was presented to me. If I knew it was no, a cat you're from right. the top, I would have had more empathy. But it was just like, no, emergency, you're completely emergency, right. slightly less emergency. No, you are completely right in, in that, you know, the loss of a pet is always incredibly traumatic. And it's something, and especially if, you know this is sort of like like if you live on your own and maybe you don't have like relationships with like i don't know obviously the cat was very important yeah. the loss of a pet is always like something that is Difficult. traumatic but you are right we were sold a sort of um like we were sold a, like a much darker story mm. before it was revealed that she had to video call the vet in order to watch the cat be put down mm. like yes <laughs> you know? Still sounds difficult, but I'm at that point. You're like, well, at least it isn't a person, which is what yeah. I thought it was for the last twenty five minutes. So, look, I know I'm not a pet person. Maybe there's people out there who would find this more upsetting than me. But I would argue with you to say, well, I don't know. I might not agree. I believe you if you say that losing a cat is worse than losing a person. But maybe some people feel like I. That. I want a bit of character building, though. We never saw the cat, really. No, no, where's the flashback no... to Jay told you the cat? Yeah, exactly. Where Where is the cat? Like, what was the cat's name? What breed was what, it? What What sort of personality did it have? Mm-hmm. Like, did it aid Jade through, like, I don't know, sort of Nazi porn drama <laughs> gate? Well, <laughs> she seemed to say that she doesn't, like, she, this is, the cat is basically her only support system. So, I mean, that that's indicative of a difficult life. Doesn't seem to mention any family. Maybe doesn't mention any close friends. I mean, you know, though, let's go back to the top of the episode <laughs> when they were all apologizing to each other. Because yeah. <laughs> I did think that, like, in addition to that very strange kind of, like, subplot of what's going on with Jade... Like, this episode did go to great lengths to make up for and to apologise for and to kind of point out how the behaviour in the cauldron the previous week was unacceptable and how people were there to, like, focus on working on their art and be able to let their stress. And, like, there, there was a lovely apology from the Zavaleta that mm-hmm. then turned around to an apology from the group to everyone. And then finally, finally... Sigourney Beaver got like a bit of a backslap for having won the previous week's challenge. Yeah. Like it was a it was a very kind of like 
It was nice, I think. But I think that just, like, obviously that's the way Zavaleta... Actually, well, this week's episode would prove this slightly different. But I think Zavaleta gets very up in her own head when she's in a stressful situation, lashes out, but has the ability to kind of see where they've... Uh, to see when they've done wrong, like kind of they yeah. explode, understand what they've done wrong, and then can apologize for it in a way where you feel like, oh, they actually understand what they did wrong, as opposed mm. to people who just are like apologizing yeah. for it. For yeah, for... I think we said the week before, her people, her people, and I think Les Avaletta kind of said the same thing, which was like, I was feeling down and I took it out on other people, and that wasn't fair. So yeah, it was nice to see, and I think it's interesting knowing now that she goes home in the, the latter episode we'll be discussing is like this I felt this was damage or like reputation mending for her prior to her exit rather than just kicking her out into the big bad word of Twitter where the villain at it which is kind of what they did to Mary Cherry yeah now I'm going to go back on that and just say <laughs> I I think that Mary Cherry did that to herself because they were and I know that we shouldn't be talking about her because she's gone a couple of weeks at this stage but I think that like the the boulets and the show in general seemed to so have have quite a lot of reverence for Mary Cherry mm-hmm. that they kind of they, there was a constant kind of like you know sort of tin of this queen's amazing this queen's spectacular this queen is so good uh, but they're not quite living so I I do sort of feel like Mary had a hand in her own bad edit is what I'd say yeah. as Paul might say blame it on the edit they the one who said it. I would say you could definitely have from what we saw we don't know everything that was there I definitely think you could have like I think they set us up in the edit to be ready to dislike her in the misogyny episode but I think Mm. they could have also set her up to be really nice and then be conflicted during the misogyny episode so I think that episode I don't think you could really edit that differently from what we saw because it was like pretty you know blatant yeah all guns blazing from the from the word go um, but I think there was there was subtle hints along the way that primed us to not root for Mary. I think that we fell for. Well, yes, that is that is fair enough. People I am rooting for though are Saint and Dally, and I loved their cigarette break in this episode. Oh yes, I really like that. I like them as like a little partnership. I like that they both mm. kind of come from the same space of having like been on the show and not done well, and then done really well in Resurrection, and now back. And, you know, both kind of, you know, really doing well. Well, I think that Dali's doing fantastic in the, the competition overall. Obviously, this week had to, to participate in the um, extermination, but, like, has been really storming it. Saint has been a bit more up and down, like, getting consistent feedback about the lack of, like, showman pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I do love their little partnership. And the way for them, it, like, seems to be really about the art. Yeah. Like they they are they are not there for the drama they're not there for the bullshit they're there just because they like love to do what they're doing. Yeah, and I wonder like is that why sh- they excel in a format like Resurrection when it's from the comfort of your own home and it's not on stage and you're not entertaining a room like maybe that's where they need to work and finesse their presence if that's what they the, want to do. I, yeah, I also think that it, with with something like the way the resurrection was, where each contestant had a number of months to prepare for each of the, the the looks that they had to present. I suppose like you have so much space and time to build something, so you can really mm. put a huge amount of effort into putting something together. Whereas in this format, you're under much more time pressure, yeah, so you're true. having to kind of you're having to try and put things together in a like a, a much more quickly and under much more stress. Um, yeah. 
which I think probably got both of them in the initial runs, but then also I'd say even in this time means that they're not able to perform to the same level that they were in the Resurrection episode. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Although I don't know if I agreed with the overall opinion of the judges necessarily. I did think it was a great floor show overall. I thought pretty much yeah. everyone did a great job. I thought the music was great. Um, I thought that Landon was there to give critiques. Whose look was your favourite? I really loved Jade Krampus and I thought that they could have gone more on, like I feel like they sort of did a disservice by not allowing us understand what the reference was. Like yeah. kind of by not like giving more, like by not, like maybe it's that the Krampus is now a big registered trademark because of the movie a couple of years ago. But like, I thought they sort of did a disservice by not even allowing Jade like have a thing of like, oh, I'm doing like a Eastern European Christmas monster mm. as my hairy monster so that people could see. Because I think if you looked at that, like it took me a few minutes to figure out what I was looking at. And I think it, you know, if I'd known ahead of time that this is what I was, I, I like it, you know, yeah. so you just would appreciate it more. But I, I really liked it. I thought it was the best she looked. I loved how, how like her makeup still looked kind of beautiful, even though she was sort of like demented looking. Yeah, the horns were great. I also did love Saint's fawn. I thought that it was like beautiful, sort of Mr. Tumnus meets Lord of the Rings. You know, we're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I on on Krampus. I actually had heard of Krampus, but didn't know what it looked like. So yeah, I didn't get the reference basically until the judges said it. I was like, ah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. And then the kid eating it all made more sense to me when I watched back the second time um, I picked up those references um, so yeah that was just my two cents on Krampus I didn't love Hoso's Mothra what did you think? Uh, that was my least favourite I thought it was messy and maybe I'm just primed to like a bit of hourglass figure but I don't know it just sort of looked like they were just standing there making a sort of turtle mouth like ah, flailing around and, yeah. I, and and actually what I wrote down is that I didn't like the claws, which is, uh, you know, I was like, wonder, maybe James will love the claws this time and I nope, don't like the didn't claws. didn't love the claws. I did not like the claws. <laughs> I also didn't, I mean, like, I think that it's interesting kind of when the 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 boulets or when the hosts of the show are pointing out stuff that's happening in backstage that you're mm. not actually privy to. So the fact that, that she needed all the additional help to get into her outfits. And it was a bit of me. I think I can't remember one of the judges basically was like, I would have loved if that was going to turn into some kind of reveal. And I was like, you know, it really could have like, it, like, you know, I'm sure that there was a way it could have revealed into Put something else. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it was basically just a huge amount of sort of that fake monster fur fabric wrapped in a tube. Yeah. My favorite was, was Dali. I thought I loved the troll. I loved the performance. I loved the bash, the way it was really sort of, tribal and monstrous the way it sort of ran up to you and like it's yeah. and the tongue coming out like that to me gave me hairy and it gave me monster hozo kind of just gave me hairy and i guess yeah it was a bit grotesque but it wasn't like intimidating it was like oh well, i'll just stand on you you ugly thing whereas dally's yeah. like you'd run through the forest away from it yeah no completely <clears throat> absolutely um i didn't like zavaleta's cat in a hat um, and it also wasn't a cat in a hat because it wasn't in a hat. I think that's <laughs> one of the most important things to note about the cat in the hat. Yeah, I'd say the second most important thing. It has to be a cat and it has to have a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, do you know what would have killed that look? 
is Charity Case's Mel B. That would have been... (laughs) (laughs) Stick a hat on that cat and it would have stormed home. (laughs) But also Charity Case's Mel B had better fur and that was my issue with it was the fur just looked like, you know, Halloween shop fur. Yeah, it really did. It was a hairy monster challenge and you need to make sure your hair looks authentic is is what I kind of felt with the issue. But I loved the facial work. I loved the concept. I loved the... The drama and the campness, but also the danger. Like, and even though we weren't in the room, like I think the presentation really came across. Um, I, so that's why I liked about it. I wondered if if Lizavaleta was like sort of mixing up the references a little bit between Puss in Boots and the Cat in the Hat because it felt more Puss in Boots. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, does Puss in Boots not have a big hat as well? Well, also has a hat. Both have a hat, but at least Puss in Boots wears sort of sexy boots and has like a swag- swagger. Whereas the cat in the hat is all like, well, the green ham I am, or whatever yeah. it does. Yeah, but I guess, like, the, I don't know. Puss in Boots now has just indelibly been written over by Shrek, but I don't know what the, ori- like, was the Puss in Boots originally uh musketeer? I don't think... I don't, I think that the Puss in Boots sort of character is sort of you can you can you can make your own mind up. I don't think he's like a a great um Write your own adventure Puss in Boots. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of liked the Captain Hat. Like in terms of where, like, where the fur was and the height, like the Captain Hat is tall and it is creepy. Like it is creepy. So I quite I I liked that it was supposed to be Captain Hat. Um. Well, I would have just liked a cat. Okay. Uh, or no, a hat. And that would be more possible. Just a Sia style hat. Just a hat walks out there. Uh, like a so big witch hat. Just FYI, the popular story that we know today as Puss in Boots originated as a fable written by Giovanni Straparola in 1480. Uh, in his facetious nights, the fable recounts the plight of three poor boys whose mother, Serena, has only one has only three possessions of value and needing trough, I mean, one a pastry been board and a cat. <laughs> there we go. Master and the booted cat, as it's commonly known in English, Puss in Boots, an Italian fairy tale. Well, there you go. And in these images I'm watching, he does not have a hat. The cat oh. does not have a hat. No, if you go back the to... Cat... Are you looking at Wikipedia? Puss in Boots, the cover oh, there I, has I'm a hat. Working, I'm, I'm looking at... Puss in Boots, BYU Fairy Tales. And now I'm looking at one on Richard Doyle's Fairyland. Well, and maybe Richard cat, Doyle... This cat is putting on some... Ve- There's something so disturbing about a cat putting on knee-length leather boots. Also, in the world where Dragula does not want to reference Drag Race in any way, there's been several Puss in Boots looks, like Moni Carts, for example, and... No, that was Pink Panther. I was thinking of from an exchange. Um... Whereas there's been no cat in the hat, has there? Uh, no, I don't think so. So, you know. Maybe that's the way. Let's get to... Is no, most... let's not. Let's get to Sigourney Beaver's terrible look. Well, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were going to say moving on past this. I was like, no, no I was the, the, the controversial knuckle of the episode, which was Sigourney Beaver didn't love that look thought it was terrible thought if like you said the hair needs to look realistic and it just looked like hair glued on to a you know it, hair glued on to a bodysuit <sighs> I liked the monobrow yeah, I thought it was, was very great. teen wolf 
Very Teen Wolf. Um, but there wasn't for me. There wasn't enough hair for it to be monstrous. It was it like and I'm gonna try not use the word glamorous. It was it was probably it was because of for obvious reasons. But yeah, I wasn't getting monster. I got hairy. And yeah, like I think you're right. The hair up the leg it didn't look like hair, but the face. No, it was all because it was too long, and there wasn't enough of it. Um, but and... then she also had a massive wig, which I'm counting as hair. Yeah, and I I actually think that kind of like I don't know. She could have just done with the monobrow and the massive, massive, massive wig. You know that could be, but then again, she's done a lot of these like sort of Elvira esque silhouettes, and mm. that comes with the big hair. And she has been being read a bit for not flexing into the horror and filth side of it. So I don't know. I think that for her, maybe it would have been great if she could have gone back to the drawing board and done something slightly different. Yeah, like obviously, I feel differently to the Boulets because I would have put Hozo in the bottom, but I kind of wasn't sure. And this is what I found confusing. Was Sigourney put in the bottom because she had one of the worst two looks of the night? And maybe she was. Or was she put in the bottom because they felt as a track record overall, she's only showing one thing? Like, is she being marked on the night or is she being marked overall? That's what I found confusing. I felt that she was in the bottom because she had the worst look. Worse than Hoso? I thought that her, like, I think that Hozo, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't think it deserved to win. But I think that it was above Sigourney and Zavaleta. I think that Jade, if you're going based purely on the looks, I think that Jade was above Hoso, Sigourney and Zavaleta. And yeah, it should have been the, it should have been the three of them in the bottom. But I think undeniably that Zavaleta's Cat in a Hat and Sigourney's Bad Werewolf were two sort of, un, like, unignorably bad not to, not bad but like kind of had too many flaws not to end up at, as the bottom overall for me i felt i felt there was i thought she was like mid-table i thought she was slightly better than zavaleta and she was better than hoso i just thought i didn't get hoso's at all um yeah but, i mean once i saw hoso one i was like oh yeah. you're in danger girl <laughs> Yeah, and I, I did feel like, it, I, I mean, I got why Jade went because obviously she was sort of checked out of the competition yeah. and also she, like, kind of hadn't managed to find the energy to prove herself like she needed to. So I understood, like, I think that she was judged in the eliminate or extermination based on her, like, where she was overall in yeah. the competition. Or where she, but I do think that actually in this challenge, this was probably my favourite of her looks and I think the most Dragula of her looks. Sorry, we we on to the next episode now? No, Jade. Okay, oh, sorry, I, I thought we were talking about Sigourney. I got confused. Okay, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I that don't know if it's my favorite, but definitely, I definitely is like what you wanted from her when you hear she's on Dragula. Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um, I do. You want to talk about the elimination on the cockroaches? Hozo and Zavaleta seemed incredibly happy that Sigourney are color being too glamorous. I just, again, I said it before, and I'll say it again. In the week where I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, premiered. Do not give me a fistful of cockroaches and call them an extermination. Mm. Put those bitches in a box with 5,000 cockroaches, 17 rats, and a couple of rattlesnakes, and then we'll have a conversation about whether it's like 
an extermination challenge. That was like, I just was like, this week's extermination was the one oh, where I was like, terrifying. Oh, <laughs> yes. Terrifying. But we'll get to that. I enjoy the real extermination is put them in an old castle with a storm named after my sister and watch it collapse around them. <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. So that's why that's why I don't get to have my nightly dose of Anton Deck. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. It was a bit like, come on, I want to see them in every crevice. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, did you, I thought that Swan, like when the Boulay brothers were having their chat, Swan was gave a really sort of weird energy, I felt, which was like, I don't really want to talk about anything now. Let's just get into it. And then like Drex was like, well, let's talk about Jade. Let's talk about this. I don't know. I thought there was something off there in that in that yeah exchange. i'm i like the two of them and they're like little chit chats that they do before the judges come out i am mm. enjoying that but you are right there was like a weird feeling of like right come on can we just move on to this maybe the wigs were just too heavy because maybe. like those wigs i loved were the look though yeah the looks were amazing but good god those wigs must have been heavy to wear yeah absolutely all right let's move on extra sisters um the opening scene I've written opening scene, hairy back priest, undressed and stuck in plank torment. Yes. Now, what? He didn't end up dead. He no. didn't. No, he, we uh, assume, is continued to live a long and healthy life. But never appeared at the end. I was expecting them to appear at the end. Yeah, me too. Or at least to like get kind of like a... You know, like, did they steal the beads or something from him that they used to kill? Probably. Zabaleta? But it was this long, prolonged scene of, like, kissing and undressing. And I, like, it took very long for them to sort of undress him. And then they, then he had a really, really hairy back. And I was like, is that significant in any way? I thought he was turning into a werewolf for a minute. And then I was like, oh, no, he just has a really hairy back. Okay, fair enough. Um, um, was, it, yes. was it a hot, sexy back? I was I was open to it. I thought, I mean, to be, to be for me, it probably was like a little too hairy. You know, it was a hot, hairy chest, definitely. Oh yeah, well, it was. A, he was a hot, hairy priest. Like he yeah. would, he would absolutely get like one of the sought-after months in the Vatican hot priest calendar. Probably like a, I don't know what the most sought-after April for the for Easter. February. You know, Valentine's <laughs> <laughs> No, he wants he wants one of the Jesus holidays, like definitely oh, yeah. Easter. You know. Yeah. No one's um... passing over him. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, I was confused. I uh, yeah, I didn't really know. That was I think actually that was one of their worst opening sequences. Yeah, and th- this extermination was one of their worst exterminations. Considering the heart Oh no 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 the, the, cl- actual, the closing scene. The closing scene, the like Zavaletta closing yeah. scene. Um but like that actual extermination is going to give me nightmares. Honestly, I'm asthmatic, right? So first of all I was struggling to read watching it and then I'm I'm somewhat claustrophobic as well, so I was like I was I was like, how long have they were they in there? Maybe they were only in there for like ninety seconds or something. That they drag out the extermination. Honestly, terrifying. I yeah. Anyway, it would and be I think horrific. It, it was really good. I well, really good timing wise because there was a case for any of them to go home this week. I kind of felt, and yeah. you were like, well, maybe if someone doesn't do well in this, they actually could go home. So, I think it was the most anticipation I felt in the season so far because it's kind of been who you expect goes home. Yeah, yeah. And even, well, going into this at the end, I know we've jumped right past the whole thing, but like going into this, there was a feeling I 
had that Zavaleta was going to go. But then in the closing sequence, when they were like wheeling out the body bag, they had like the, the thing on the chest and it looked like it was being held up by something. So I was like, oh my God, is that Sigourney's boobs? Is she being sent home? So I was really like, w- until they pulled it off, I, I I was sort of like, I got into that like sense of like, oh my God, has Sigourney gone? Yeah. But I, I do feel like when I saw it was a Zavaleta, I was like, of course it was always going to be the Zavaleta. And the body bag like was held in the air for like, an inexplicably long time. I was like, show me who it is. Please, please, Sigourney. Please, Vitaly. Um, but, and I just want you to start, I guess, in the boudoir, Zavaleta is being incredibly nice at giving Sigourney makeup tips. You know, just like, see, almost out of character nice. It's sponsored by Dread. And we, I hadn't heard of Peach's Christ. I don't know if you had, but I... I knew, I knew of Peach. I'd heard of, I'd heard of Peach's Christ. I know that he does, an, or they do an awful lot of, they do a, a huge number of those stage shows with the drag queens. Like, we'll have worked mm. an awful lot with the likes of Jinx and Taylor and Willem and those other acting ones. Yeah. Well, they seem to be mostly famous for their Midnight Mass in San Francisco. And then they mm. recently did a movie... Natasha Leone called All About Evil, which I'd be something to check out over your Christmas break. Um, do you know who was not right on screen? That screenwriter. He was uncomfortable. Uh, oh, very much. <laughs> I had script that I'm going to give out, but you're going to give the part. He was very sort of like made be their energy. Like, <laughs> do you watch Papa's Burgers? <laughs> no, I actually don't watch Bob's uh, Burgers. Well, like the the food inspector in Bob's Burgers gives me really that that idea that sort of like clipboard to the chest guy being like, well, I know what I'm talking about, but sort of really awkward in the moment as well. That's <laughs> really what I got from poor old Michael. Um, what did you think of the performances in The Exorcisters? First things first, I'm going to say, take note, Drag Race. This is how you do a, like a proper workshop with some people who you're putting together a movie with. Mm. Like, the advice and the like instruction given by Peaches Christ was so good mm-hmm. and like really like constructive in a way. Like you know the way in Drag Race where you see a person making a terrible choice, yeah, and it's like, oh, are you like what do, you, do you, what do you think of that? And they're like, oh, should I do it? They're like, well, it's up to you. Peaches Christ yeah. is like, don't do that. Don't do this. Because ultimately it was about like making something that was good. Like a, a, like a decent, like producing something that was decent. So I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And I I think, again, probably like certainly the like most cinematically empowered acting challenge I've ever seen in a drag or drag adjacent reality TV show. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I thought Hozo was fantastic as the, the girl in the bed. And I thought Zabaleta as that priest was fantastic. Yeah, like, absolutely. like, I know Hozo was kind of just recreating a character to a certain extent. Zabaleta sort of recarved out that character as a priest and did absolutely fantastic. But also was able to deliver comedy as well that Hozo didn't have to do. So, uh, really, really strong. I kind of was like, why are we only giving one character four lines? Like, you know, this is a competition show. I think Sigourney did reasonably well with the opportunity she had. I felt it fell at the end after she hobbled over and slit the throat. She just stood there with the knife. And I was like, well, that's not what the character would do. If she's either going to kill the other character or she'll like skip back to to her master. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the two mothers were pretty bad. 
Yeah, I definitely think that Mother 2 was better than Mother 1. And, and I did completely agree with the critique about the fact that Dali chose to, like, both keep the white face and the mustache. So it was like, like, it was kind of like, you know, this is this is that famous moment of we needed you to give. Well, we didn't even need us to give you. We needed you to give us Karen. We didn't even need glamour. We just needed Karen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it was like, you know, to do your own makeup style. And maybe it's that like, like Dali's makeup is always exquisite, but it's always in that same lane. And maybe that's just how he knows how to do makeup. Mm. And that's fine. Th- but, they not bi- non-binary, I thought they said. Non-binary. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe they know, that's how they know how to do makeup. And that's like, that's completely fine. But I think that for this, they should have known that it called for like a, you know, like it called for a, a, a middle class mother look as well mm. yeah i actually and this is possibly more out of just lack of presence than anything else i felt i rarely saw saints throughout the whole thing like i think they were like consistently hit behind dally they were kind of not not cheated out enough that we could see their face and then the wig sort of hit their face as well and i felt they hardly got they hardly said anything other than getting vomited upon I liked the vomit and I did also well now that I'm thinking about it I'm like there could have been a bit more power in the sort of the like no don't untire no I told you not to untire yeah. like there there could have been more like like it was a little bit like oh no, oh no I didn't believe that that was their daughter I believe that was like a house plant <laughs> It was there. It was actually the cactus. <laughs> machine gun there. cactus <laughs> was, machine was gun wilting cactus. from yeah. overfeeding. That's it. Yeah, they had too much. They had watered it too much. Um, Jennifer Coolidge had come in and watered that cactus <laughs> yeah. to death. Um, <laughs> so for me, honestly, I would have put Saint and Dally both in the bottom of this week's episode. Um, even though going into the episode, I had. I was like, surely Sigourney, Dali, and Saint are going to be the top three. And I think it's going to be Sigourney, Hozo, and Dali. Um, but yeah, I thought those two just were clearly the worst in the challenge. And I don't think had Saint more so a good enough floor show to redeem it. Yeah, I didn't really understand the love for Saint's floor show. Partic- like the actual life. Because particularly like if we are to believe them that basically Saint may as well have just like rolled it out onto the floor on like a, you know, one of those like portable clothes racks and be like, this is what I plan to wear. Like mm. for all the performance that it was imbued with. Yeah. Um, and especially now, like I suppose like the fawn last week seemed to have a bit more to it just because they were like kind of, they were dancing a bit and they had the pan pipes. Whereas this was very like, oh, I'm holding my heart. One heart. Um, yeah. Well, I so actually, I didn't no, get... I did like the look and, because what is a demon supposed to be fallen angel or something i felt yeah. it was like a demon origin story which i thought was really fun but i was just i heard them be like we're giving it the same she every week and you're not doing it and that's the level of frustration that i thought was warranted that they'd be like yeah. well you know we put sigourney in the bottom for doing glamour every week and not listening to us so we're gonna put you in the bottom for not moving quicker yeah yeah um but they seem to love mother too so who am i to judge um and whereas dally's blood demon I thought was like was not distinctly demon for me personally but it was like I think that's the problem with with the fact that a lot of Dali stuff looks sort of like it has a very similar style and look to it um but I mean, they did, managed to make that work for everything else they just haven't made th- it work there was yeah there was something missing 
in it. Like, also, if it was, like, a blood demon, I'm like, where was the blood? Like, mm-hmm, should there not true. have been more of it? That, I did think that, and I was like, am I being <laughs> the basic asking for a blood demon? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I did, like, I kind of got, because, like, the, the Boulay's field felt a little bit dis, um, uh, disappointed with this this presentation overall from, from all of them. And I kind of think, yeah, like, with, like demonology or whatever it is like there is so many different spaces and places that you can mm. like you can go to take and like you can be really really very creative with it um and like much like kind of dali took the troll last week and like turned it into kind of like the dali version of a troll like you know there could have been a place just for like a, a really standard devil you know in the dali world yeah true um yeah it could have worked well with the white face possibly yeah. Like, um, I want to come back to Hozo, but like, I think they were more annoyed because both Zavaleta and Sigourney seem to have major prop problems. And I was confused because he saw an extended segment of Dali in the floor show. And then it was like, oh, there's Sigourney. Oh, and she's got, oh, there's, oh, there's, a, and now we're back. And then we got an extended segment of Hozo. Um, so, yeah, I was, I think when it's, I'm, I'm learning that it's, if it's a short floor show, there isn't a lot to show. Yes. Yeah. They they like to focus on the people who bring the entertainment. They are not going to focus in on you. They're also not going to necessarily overly focus on if you make a mistake, except to illustrate to people why they're bringing it up. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for Sigourney because I think that like her like guardian of hell with the like the children, like the dead children, like it was a really sort of you know, demonic story. I did think that it was the most kind of filth and horror she's looked. Mm-hmm. And it is a pity that her props let her down in that mm-hmm. because like, I mean, you know, when it comes to the aesthetic of a demonic hell priestess, a tiny piece of fabric wrapped around your waist on a tongue and something covering your nipples is basically what you get guys. So I'm like, that's an excellent representation in my mind of like the thing that she's trying to do. Um, mm. Like so it gave I, I me was... that red witch from Game of Thrones, you know, where like she would take her clothes off and then be like this sexy goddess, but then actually was like a 200 year old woman and her skin was all folding and stuff. It kind of gave me, gave me that sort of demon. And, and I really liked how she said about how a lot of old lore has women, kind of tied into motherhood and killing babies and stuff so that was a kind of reclaiming of that and I yeah. really liked that message um, and that there was the bloody baby there and stuff and I was like yeah I, I, I really enjoyed that but I did when I did see the red piece of fabric I was thinking you were thinking basic. well look this isn't this isn't enough you know um, red fabric and aborted baby I don't think yes um, I I yeah i mean i love her though she is phenomenal and i like her energy throughout the whole show i think that she's handled i liked how she was like joking with savaletta about how they've just started becoming friends again and you know like she's taken an awful lot of shite in her stride this season yeah definitely what do you think of lizavaletta's look i thought it was like a weird bondage i just inflatable sex doll pterodactyl i didn't get it it was sexy pterodactyl devil the most i felt you know with your horns and your yeah 
I kind of feel like they'll do really well in whatever version of Resolution comes next because I just feel like they just needed more budget or something to get better looks or better concepts because they seem to be a fantastic performer. I find them incredibly enthralling on stage, but they just missed the mark a few times. Yeah, and I do think as well, the, like, I, I'd agree with you on the Resurrection thing because I think another part of Resurrection that was quite interesting was getting to know the performers a bit more in their like actual like home setting so like yeah. hearing more about like their how they grew up and i think that like we've heard an awful lot about quite a traumatic life for liz avaletta and i think it would mm. be interesting to kind of get to know a bit of that and see where they are now and see where they're um kind of see what their support system is a bit like at, at home so i would be keen to to see them in that that format so yeah, I didn't love this this look. I thought it was it, it it just was too sort of it was just too sex doll to me. Yeah, like, and even the sex big, doll devil, big dick at the end. I was like, yeah, I was it, like, what's the? I, but, I get what you're th- you're think like you think that this is being really kind of like edgy or something, but yeah, yeah, I just know it was confusing. Now, Hozo's white collar demon. This capitalist demon covered in teeth and middle fingers. I loved it. Possibly one of my favorite. Possibly better than Sigourney Weaver's Marie Antoinette kiss look. I don't know. I thought it was one of the best things I've seen in any of the drag shows. Oh, it was brilliant. It was so, so good. It kind of reminded me a bit of that. Um, oh, that demon guy from Angel who was like the kind of, you know, the the anyway. Who knows? Uh, anyway, I thought it was... I. You could imagine the world where that demon exists. You could yeah. absolutely imagine them kind of being a wheeler dealer, kind of in a Buffy or Angel kind of world where they're not like the big bad guy. They're just kind of like, a, you know, they're just sort of someone who gets into trouble here and there. Like you could see... Like I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. I absolutely adored it. And it's I a loved classic, the like middle like, fingers on the... On the forehead. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a classic horror trope, oh, which is like... You know, we and people say this is what's good about horror, horror is it's like, oh, I'm going to distract you all with all these magical lures, but actually, the real evil is is out there in the world, and you come across it every day in the form of yeah. capitalism or drought or you know, hatred or you know, yeah, abuse on the street, all that transphobia, however it manifests, like that old cliche, which is which is like, well, this is the real evil, and then for them to be surrounded by all these lorry figures and then basically just call it a capitalist, you know. Yeah evil devil i just thought was fantastic yeah no it was really clever um like i think that they like obviously it well it feels like they must be the front runner at this stage like it feels like hosa must be the front runner at this stage um maybe like it was so good i forgave them for an, an unjust win in my opinion the week before so that was worth two wins in my head <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought dally had won twice but then there was real they hadn't but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know. They could be. I still think Dali has a good chance. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that the top three for me would 100% be Dali, Hoso and Sigourney. Yeah. Um. So I feel, but I do also think that because Saint hasn't, oh, has participated in one extermination at this point. Yeah, the, the bull. Yeah. Which was easy. Um, People do that on hen parties. I know. Um, and Sigourney, this was Sigourney's third, I think. Second. Well, no, because there was oh, the Zach, oh, Zach yeah, one. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, she didn't deserve and there was the bull as well. So actually, she's been in four. Mm. But anyway. Zap, zap. Yeah. Uh, but like, perhaps if, if she doesn't like actively win next week, it could be a chance that, that she does go home. 
Yeah. I guess I don't count the Zap Zap one because they did audibly say you would have won oh, yes. if you weren't in the yeah. bottom. So the, this yeah. is the second time she's been in the extermination for having a poor performance. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought the cauldron was veering into sort of uh, oppression Olympics, sort of with the. <laughs> I thought there was all like, uh, you know, this is so important for you know Asian people. Oh, and Saint, of course, you're black too. And don't forget Liz Avaletta, who's Latino. And then of course, Sigourney is a woman. And then of course, Dali's. You know, we're all we're all breaking boundaries left, right, and center. I wondered if they had basically been told you need to, you know, you need to watch your manners in there because you're not performing, like, because this is unacceptable. Like, so maybe mm-hmm. after the, so then they're very much trying to build each other up and trying to, like, maybe they got a talking to. Maybe. maybe. But also, I do, I do agree that I think that at this, like, with them, I think it was a, Hoso said that this was the first week and there was, like, really no clue who was going to go home. Yeah. And I did feel that kind of energy. And I think that, you know, because nobody was able to look around the room and kind of go, well, this person actively definitely did worse than me. Maybe yeah. there was no room then for kind of getting like really annoyed and feeling hard done by. And because there was kind of two things to judge people on this time where it's normally just been a floor show. So it's like Zavala didn't do good on the floor show, but did fantastically in the acting challenge. So it kind of did even itself out uh, for yeah. most people, bar Dali. Um, what I can only imagine was a long spiel from Hoso that was edited down a lot because it was like blah 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 and then I had cancer the chemotherapy and now I love life and then it was just like yeah we <laughs> tried to get to know you there but it was just so compact I couldn't really take it in <laughs> yeah 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 you need to parcel these facts out over a period of time also you know <laughs> don't dump our, don't dump your life story in, 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 in a situation like this where we're concerned over over, over time it, yeah <laughs> So that's pretty much it. We think Saints going home next week. I do think Saints is going home next week. Um, and I think one of the things that I'm most excited for next week is hearing them talk about that extermination and how it was like that. Yeah. The because the, the idea of like having kind of a vacuum of that of like what was it? What was a vinyl arranging like? That's just horrifying. Yeah, it looked like cellophane or something. And I was, I'm like, is there somebody there in case they collapse? And yeah, I don't know. I was terrified. I'm assuming that there was some air in there because they were able to move a little bit. So mm. it might have just been like uncomfortable. But I anyway, don't know what it feels still, like. Was it like being constantly winded? I'd say so. Yeah, not good. Like I'd say it was like a period of time where it was like quite tight and they could still move around. And then there might have gone to one or like for like a couple of seconds or to a point of actual like. Yeah. I did think though that they missed a trick by not building the actual like finale kind of like I, I think they missed a trick by not like actually just like encasing mm. let's have a letter in concrete or something if you know what i mean like just sort of saying that's just where you are now yeah and i was I, like i thought they were going to present that that wall that vacuum wall was like in the refectory of the church like backstage in the church or something like that like they were killed in the church and then they were wheeled out um but I'd love to know if they're filmed like on the day or if they're done like months after. I assume they must be filmed months after because they wouldn't be unless they like had built. The, I don't know. It's very unusual because I suppose if they're built, I guess because they're all in their same looks. Mm. Do they have to keep the looks? But then I was thinking last week that Jade have to basically get someone to pick out all the roaches and then do the thing. 
Do they do them before the extermination, maybe? That's too much effort. Well, we could find that out by going back and looking at Jade's costume to see whether she had a lot of blood on her. Yeah. But we won't. Yeah. So... <laughs> but, but yes, I, th- I feel like Saints going next week um, and that will give a very, very strong top three. Yeah, I think so too. It's been great though. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, right, but with next week we'll be chatting... Double Canada, double Italia. We'll see you back here then. Thank you for listening as always. We'll chat to you soon. Bye bye.